Greetings, children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a ghoul evening. Hey, Rothrick, have you seen my tent lately? Uh, yeah, what? My tent. You remember? I'm going camping this weekend, and I need it. Now, Woody, why on earth would I know where your tent would be? I don't go camping, let alone anything outdoor-oriented. Well, I thought I left it in the dungeon here last year, and now I can't find it. Certainly relieved. So, where are you going to go, Woody? I presume someplace interesting and far, far away. Actually, I am. See, I'm headed off to a secluded part of the mountains where there's nobody there and I can be with nature. Seeing the wildlife... Hearing the sound of nature, communing with... Get to the point, Woody. Yeah, just me, alone. It'll be wonderful. Well, you'd better be careful. There are creatures in those remote areas that cannot be explained by natural means. Huh? What do you mean by that? Oh, nothing. Have a great trip. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll be back in a few days. Cheerio, Rothrick. Next day. Oh, jeepers. It's great to be back. Oh, Woody. How was your camping trip? Did you see anything interesting on your sabbatical? Oh, Rothrick. You weren't lying. I mean, the, 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 there were things out there. I, I mean, wh what I saw was... I mean, what I heard was... You do look a little shaken. What was it out there that you saw? Oh, man. Okay. So I got to where I was going. It took about two hours to get there, and there were so many trails to follow, and 
I needed to get to the site quickly because I was... Get to the point. I don't need to know the play-by-play of your trip. What was it that shook you up? Well, I got to the site, set my tent up, started a fire, and got out my food for the night. Yes. Right. And the sun went down, and I was in my tent about to bed down for the night. Now, I've been camping before. I know there are noises from critters and such out in the wild. That's not the problem. So, what did you hear? Laughing. Mysterious laughing. Maniacal laughing. Then there was a huge bang, and then... And then... I can't talk about it right now. Well, Woody, I did warn you. I know, man. I know. You were right. There are things out there that are not natural. You sit here. I'll go get it. Yes. May I help you? Howdy. You Woody? No. And you are? Is this his address? Does he live here? Yes. He's my chambermate, so to speak. Well, he left all this stuff in the woods last night. I came across his side while I was hunting. I figured he needed it back. Luckily... He had his address on the backpack. Can you give it to him? Hunting, eh? Yep. With a gun, perhaps? Well, that's what we use. Yep. And a big bang, right? Well, they ain't quiet if that's your point. A what? Well, you hunting, by chance. Catamount. Scariest things in the world. Makes one hell of a screaming. Almost a laughing sound. I hate them critters. They scare the bejesus out of my ten-year-old daughter. Really? Well, thank you. I shall give him all of his gear back. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Ta-ta-ta. Woody. Yeah? Well, seems you were right. Huh? The person who just showed up brought your camping equipment back. Seems you left it in the woods. Oh, did I forget all that stuff? Yes. And he mentioned that the sounds you heard were malevolent creatures that inhabit the forest. Dreadful creatures, glowing red eyes, long sharp claws, and a bloodlust for human flesh. Wow. See, I I I told you, I'm not crazy after all. Well, I'm going to sell all my gear and forget camping forever. A great idea. Uh, Maybe you should take up Gardening. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get online and advertise all this stuff. Sayonara camping. This is my last trip. I didn't have the heart 
to tell the ninny. But that does remind me of tonight's main story. They Watch from Trees by Disastrous. It's about a young man who is plagued by mysterious creatures that live in the forest near his house. And we also have another story called Footsteps, also by Disastrous. Footsteps that terrorize another young person. Enjoy. They Watch from the Trees by Disastrous. I've always hated that giant forest. It almost would swallow up our house when I was a child, before my grandfather cut down the trees in front of the house. But the massive pine forest remained behind the house. He said he liked it, way out away from the city. We lived in a tiny town in northern Michigan, which, if anyone ever visited, would find is made up of mostly forests, wildlife and nature abundant, but I was never the outdoorsy type. I just never liked it and found myself much happier inside. Something about the silence in the middle of nowhere, I think is what I disliked. I still can't recall when the whispers started. Maybe they've always been there. Our dogs were not put on leashes or anything like that when they were let out, since we lived so far from people. They did wander with their given freedom. We never let them out after dark, though. It just seemed like a bad idea with things like coyotes and bears running about. That's why I was worried the night my lab bear got out. My room had one large window that faced the tree line. I happened to glance over from my computer to see bear's tail disappear into the inky black forest. I sighed, getting up to shout from the window. He was usually good about coming when I called, but tonight he had decided something was far too interesting. Normally, my grandfather would have been shouting for him to come back in, but he was gone for the weekend. Some gun show he had been very enthused about. Irritated, I put on my sneakers and made my way out back. I stood in the edge of the woods shouting for Bear. I could hear him barking and running back and forth deeper in. I inched my way into the dark, using my phone as my only source of light. I cursed the branches and twigs that scratched at my face as I pushed through them. That sound. It still sounds terrible, echoing through my mind as if I'm standing in front of it again. The screeching yelp ripped through the forest. <laughs> my brain must have stopped warning me about the danger of where I was as I began running to where I thought I had heard him. When you see something like that, I think you question if it's real. It was the first time I could recall seeing Bear totally still. No breathing, no barking. His tail laid limp on the pine needle and dirt floor. The crimson stains on his white fur brought a sick feeling into my throat. I couldn't speak or yell or even move. A tear ran down my cheek, and I had no sign that any life remained in my beloved pet. My sadness was only interrupted by the sudden fear that still shakes me, even now, despite being far from that forest. The whispers. I could hear them all around me in that damn forest. They were whispering about me. About my now-dead pet. About this place. It was a roar of hushed tones, and I could just see, toward the top of the trees, many sets of reflective eyes peering down at me. 
The sick giggles that escaped from them was cold, harsh, and gave my spine chills as I stood frozen, peering up to the trees. The shadows around me seemed to grow darker as I found myself growing dizzy. It took all I had to urge my legs to move and get away from those things. I ran, ignoring the sting of the branches raking across my face until I can see the warm glow of my bedroom window just outside of the tree line. I don't think I've ever slammed the front door so hard in my life. I can't recall if I slept that night or the nights following, but they were not gone. They had moved closer to our home. A 17-year-old never takes the death of a pet well, and I wish I could tell you that I mourned poor Bear the next few days, but I didn't. I was too afraid. I also wish I could have thought ahead, and that I wasn't so naive to think it was all a dream, hallucination, or just not handling Bear's passing well. But they were real. And I would come to find that, as I sat in the dusk hours, hunching over my laptop, my eyes stung from crying throughout that day, and perhaps from sitting in the dark staring at a bright screen. I stopped with a hitch in my breath as a shadow darted across my window blinds. I probably would have never noticed had the moon not been shining through the blinds. My heart started to beat harder as the small scratches from the roof started. Soft thumps, as if something small were landing on the shingles. And then a dragging sound followed as they moved. And then it started. The whispers. Circling my roof, that's what it sounded like. Sick, heavy scraping sounds as they moved. Images from the night before flashed into my mind of bear and those eyes. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't scream. What if they heard me? Too many things were going through my mind as I didn't hear the soft hair of my window screen. I watched in horror as it pushed its small, deformed head through the window. I couldn't move, paralyzed as it stared at me with sunken, awful eyes. Its long, clawed hands tore at the screen to shove itself the rest of the way through. I panicked nearly ripping the doors from their hinges, running from the house. My chest was tight as I ran, sprinting down the dirt driveway to turn and run down the road. I didn't realize at the moment how dark it was outside. All I cared about was getting out of that house. I only ran for a few minutes, but it felt like hours. I finally stopped in the middle of the dirt road. My house was just a ways out of my view. I hunched over, trying to let my breath catch up to me. My rest was cut short when I heard them leaping from tree to tree, their sharp laughter piercing through the night air. The last thing I saw before I felt a claw plunge into my side was a pair of reflective, shining white eyes plummet down from one of those damn trees. My blood was hot, running down my stomach. I opened my eyes to see the dark forest around me pine needles piercing into my skin. How did I get here? It stung as I got up, and I could just see the faint lights of my house. With a limp, I tried pulling myself into the yard, but collapsed a mere twenty feet from my home. Then I heard it. Whispers, giggles, 
and then the skittering of small creatures over the cold ground. I couldn't bear to look up as it grew closer. But something happened, and then the sound stopped. After a few moments, I looked up to see my grandfather standing over me, gun tracing the edges of the tree line. He helped me up. A cold, silent understanding crossed his face as he helped me back into the house. It's been two weeks since all that happened to me. I'm moving away from my grandfather's to stay with my aunt in Detroit. She's supposed to be here soon tonight sometime to get me and my things. I won't miss this place. I won't miss this town. But mostly, I won't miss those trees. Every night since that happened, my grandfather stayed up in the living room watching that tree line. We had buried Bear a week prior, just on the edge of the forest. I glanced out to the large rock we painted for him, but my gaze drifted off to the shadowed forest. I could see what had to be my aunt's headlights sweep across the yard, and with it, all of those eyes were illuminated at once at the tops of the trees. Twenty or maybe thirty pairs, all at once, almost shining like stars. I felt angry. Angry that these things were chasing me from my home. I had told my grandfather that I had gotten into an art school down there, but that had been a lie. I just wanted to be away from those woods. I grabbed my bag as I heard my aunt open the front door. I looked around at the odds and ends I was leaving here to pick up at another time and, and sighed. I almost smiled as I turned down my hallway, entering the living room. I stopped, confused. No one was sitting on the couch and the lights were off. I looked into the front yard to see my aunt's car. It was on, but all the doors were open. I squint into the dark to see something dripping down the car windshield. Was that? At that moment, I turned to see the screen door in the back slide open and something small pull itself up through. My heart sank as my ears filled with whispers. They Watch from the Trees by Disastrous Footsteps by Disastrous Thump, 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 thump. The sound of big, heavy thuds climbing the stairs to my bedroom thunder in my ears. I grip my teeth and listen, wincing at every thump as it grows closer. The last thump hits, just inches away from my bedroom door. The hesitation between the last step and the creak of my door feels like an eternity. In the dark of my room, the air grows cold and stale, and I can hear it, whispering. As sharp and clear as the crack of a gunshot, a scream pierces through the stillness of my home, as whatever it is sees me and thunders clumsily back down my stairs. Ever since I left home at seventeen years old, this thing has followed me. Every night it's gotten closer and closer. It's now to the point where it's opening my door a small crack and screaming at me. I have a deep, creeping fear that soon I'll see it after all these years. I have told no soul of this thing, since for years I have assumed myself crazy, but now 
Now I'm sure of it. It's real. Last week, I found small black hairs littering my stairs leading to my room. As I ponder these thoughts, my breath catches in my throat. The, the, the thumping. It's ascending the stairs again. Twice. It's never come twice. What should I do? Thump, thump, thump. It's moving quickly. With a harsh slam, my door is thrown against the wall as it opens my door. In the darkness, I see it pulling its tall, thin body into the entrance of my room. It, it's smiling. As it raises its thin, withered fingers in a sickly, childlike wave, I feel every force of my body telling me to run. With a shill shriek, it jumps to the end of my bed and perches over me its sunken skin barely clinging to its bones. It leans down, sniffing the air, rotten smell filling my own nose as I sit, immobile in my blankets. It crawls down, turning to leave my room. Just as I'm about to let my breath out, it turns. Like a switchblade being jabbed into my ears, it croaks out, Tomorrow! Footsteps by Disastrous Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you're an aspiring author and want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps old Rothrick out enough, we'll air it. Hey, subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to like us there too. Also, make sure you tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Now, if you want your story recorded for your own use or just want to have it, check out my website at woodygvoiceover.net. You can order it there. Or you can find me on Upwork at Woody G. And again, thank you for listening tonight.